to Radio Maria. This is Tim broadcasting from London today rather than Cambridge and um, wishing all our listeners a very happy and a very blessed Lent. Um, that's right, Lent is a wonderful and joyful season. And um, I'd also like to just uh, welcome our speakers today for our Word of Life. And I have both um, Colette Joyce and Father Dominic Robinson joining us. If you would like to just say hello to the listeners. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Great. Sounds like, a good Lent. <laughs> sounds like our um, microphones are working. I tell our listeners where it is that the two of you are currently um, in, in, in the world. Maybe I'll let Colette go first. <laughs> We work for the Diocese of Westminster. Um, I'm employed as the Justice and Peace Coordinator full-time um, and based at Westminster Cathedral. And I'm the uh, Chair of Justice and Peace in the Diocese of Westminster um, and um, I'm a parish priest in central London at Farm Street. Wonderful. And um, tell us a little bit about what it is that you're going to be speaking to the listeners about today. Well, um, we're going to be taking the second of these five weeks which we're covering on Radio Maria and which we're covering around the Diocese of Westminster and more widely as well, um, which invite us to reflect on themes of justice and peace related to the readings at Mass um, for the five Sundays, actually not the five Sundays of uh, of. Yes, the five Sundays of Lent, but ending on um, on Palm Sunday. Um, so uh, this is an invitation to uh, the listener to join in that process by uh, reflecting on a particular theme each week, um, and especially through um, some attention to to the scriptures and what they say about putting our faith into into action. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, about racial justice. Um, last week we were talking about, um, about poverty and homelessness. So rather not so much us talking, but are inviting you to reflect on uh, what the scriptures say about these particular issues which emerge from, from our faith. That sounds wonderful. Um, I wonder if you would begin with a prayer for us, please, Father Dominic. So we'll begin by um, saying the prayer which we pray in the booklet for the Lent resource this, this, this year. Loving God, open our hearts to hear your word and respond with our lives. Call us more deeply into communion with you and with one another, that we may travel with Jesus, your son, in the joy of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today we're exploring the importance of racial justice and thinking about how racism lies at the root of so many other social injustices. Our booklet follows ideas of the Synod, particularly the themes of communion, participation and mission. And we cannot honestly work towards these unless we are tackling racial justice and including everybody. As Martin Luther King said, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We're now going to listen to the gospel of the third Sunday of Lent, the story of the woman at the well meeting Jesus. This is an encounter between people of two different races, a Samaritan and a Jew, 
and we'll think about how this story might be applied to ourselves. Father Dominic will read the Gospel. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would, get, would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. So I'll now have a few moments of quiet and reflection, thinking about that gospel as we listen to some music.
So the gospel passage we've just heard is part of a much longer gospel reading for the Sunday just gone. And it shows us Jesus seeking out conversation with someone in his society, his society has taught him to avoid, a Samaritan woman. He invites her to receive the same gift of life-giving water that he is offering to all his other disciples. Jesus is not prepared to go along with discrimination. And in fact, we're told towards the end of this story that he went on to spend two days in the Samaritan city, accepting the hospitality of the people there. Racism in the UK has a long and bitter history and is far from over. Four centuries of the slave trade and imperialism cast a long shadow. Catholic churches are not immune and suffer from the same unexamined prejudices as other sectors of society. Our churches are pretty good at celebrating diversity, but not always at directly tackling racism. This is equally necessary. One parallel lesson to heart is Our Lady of Fatima in White City in West London, who last year produced a book documenting their efforts called Rooting Out Racism in Our Parish. And we're now going to read some extracts from that book starting with the introduction. Following the killing of George Floyd on the 25th of May 2020 and the resulting wave of Black Lives Matter protests, we, like so many other communities around the world, were finally awakened to the urgent need for us to talk together about the reality of racism, both in the wider world, but also crucially in our own community. Father Richard Nesbitt, the parish priest, says this. Outside the church after each mass that weekend, after preaching on racism for the first time, there were groups of parishioners, especially black women, talking together. There was a powerful sense of relief that the issue of racism was finally to be addressed. Parishioner Elizabeth Uwalaka writes, it is not enough to say, I am not a racist. No, we can't just be passive in this. We need to work actively together to stop and uproot all forms of racism. It is clear that now is an ideal time for change. As Christians, we also need to remember that prayer is an important part of this change, especially as prayer constantly gives the power to heal. We are united through baptism to love and serve God and to live this mission in our own lives, our own church and in our society. The racial issues and inequalities identified locally, nationally and internationally in 2020 and shared so frankly by Our Lady of Fatima parishioners had the potential to derail this mission as differences can breed division and discord. But the journey of sharing and healing, which our parish anti-racism group has travelled, shows that God can bring light out of any darkness. Led by the anti-racism group, the parish of White City committed to changing various aspects of their parish life, including greater transparency to ensure leadership roles in the parish reflected the racial profile of parishioners, 
ensuring different racial groups were equally represented in ministries such as readers and Eucharistic ministers. Including a greater diversity of religious imagery in the artwork of the church. Offering a greater variety of skin colours in the items on sale in the repository, such as books and cards. Ensuring a diversity of musical styles in their masses to reflect their multicultural community. Calling out racist behaviour, such as white parishioners refusing to shake hands with black parishioners, something particularly shocking that has happened. So in our faith sharing reflections, we invite people to share some questions together. So we invite our listeners to reflect on their own answers to these questions, which I'm going to put to Father Dominic now. So the first question, Father Dominic, is what struck you in the rooting out racism testimonies? It's a wake up call to me because it's something which I hadn't realised was so felt in a parish community. And I think what White City has done has really shown that um, below the surface, what's come up above the surface is um, this, uh, this sense of, of being on the margins, this sense of not just being on the margins, but of, of, of being uh, mistreated, of, of not being given the dignity that every human being um, is accorded as made in the image of God and in a parish where part of the universal church of the community of the family of God you know were called to um, to go to those on the margins and were called to recognize and promote the dignity of those who especially are are there and bring them into the center it's what pope francis is always inviting us to do so it was a wake-up call and i think hearing what um what the parishioners have been saying here um made me realize it's something which must be a call in other parishes too i remember talking to a parish priest um about racism and racial um, participation and he said to me somebody once came up to him and said I like your parish because in other parishes I've been in the Filipinos are cleaners but in your parish we're readers and Eucharistic ministers and that really struck me and it was important at the time for learning to make sure that everybody in the parish has a chance to be included in every ministry. Are there any changes that you'd like to make in your own parish Father Dominic? Well, I think that that's something which um, we, you know, we need to consult about. And it's something which is part of our synodal process as well in Farm Street Parish that, you know, we've had a very wide consultation um, for the synod on uh, how people view the church, view the, the church, uh, not at a parish level, but the universal church and and um, and also the parish itself, and what we 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 need to need to work on, um, and it is something which uh, which has which has come up, um, which has been discussed, um, but it hasn't been in this parish 
something which we've recognised as needing to be needing to be uh, addressed in 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 quite the same way as White City, and I think that's probably to do with the fact of our being a very a very gathered gathered community. Um, uh, but perhaps that's also the, the the fact that it's not all that multicultural, and certainly that's come up. That you know we need to we need to promote diversity, and I think that's the way in which the parish is gradually um, uh, growing in terms of its diversity um, of uh, more women's roles, um, certainly LGBT Catholics as well, um, uh, who take important roles um, because the, the diocesan LGBT Catholics Westminster meet here. And uh, those who really are on the margins that we spoke about last week, um, the homeless who are on the peripheries of the geographical parish here who get involved. Racial justice is all part of this and um, it's there beneath the surface. I think it is perhaps more in some of our residential parish communities, um, but it's all part of that, uh, that recognising everybody is made in the image of God and promoting those who especially feel that they're on the margins. So it's certainly something which I will want to to raise again and put on the agenda with our parish pastoral council and um, on uh, with the synod group as well. One of the important things that White City have done is create um, two stunning pieces of artwork, which are panels of saints on their walls. And there's 16 panels on each side of the church as you go in, large pictures of a whole variety of saints from around the world, from different eras. I'm looking here at Josephine Bakita, Therese of Lisieux, um, Martin de Porres, um, from uh, Maximilian Kolbe, many saints uh, from all around the world. <clears throat> Um, what would you have to say about the artwork in churches and how other ch other communities might be able to replicate this? Yeah, I think I think this is a tremendous, a tremendous initiative. I really do. And um, for the listeners who obviously can't see this, it's worth worth maybe having a look at this. So, I mean, uh, it's certainly in the in the resource which is available online on the Darson website for these these groups. It's. Um, it's probably also, I think, on the, the White City Parish website. Um, yeah, Colette's nodding there, it is. Um, and um, it, it's something which a lot of parishes can, can look at. You know, if you're, a number of listeners probably go to Lourdes um, in the summer, and, um, and if you go in the underground basilica, uh, the, the, they've made um, an attempt, um, which is a very good attempt, I think, to... Um, to express some diversity in the modern day saints there as well, you know, um, and there's been, there is, I mean, in many parishes around, St. Josephine Bakita has become such an important figure um, as well for, for, for many. Um, but if you, you know, if you go to other places in the world, then you realise this, it's actually, you know, travel can often really, um, uh, in, uh, really transform your way of thinking that you realize that um, that we we are just one part of the catholic church and and london is such um as a city is is such a mm -hmm. um, a diverse place a multicultural community and our parishes are a microcosm of that and so there's actually a huge amount i think that you can make of this you can look at these saints and um it, yeah it can it might cost to commission you know paintings 
um, and photographs of, um, of, of saints from other traditions. But it's worth doing it, and you can do it at not a huge amount of cost. Um, because that sets you up for um, for having to deliver that. So um, we haven't done that yet at Farm Street, I have to say, um, because we've got so much artwork. I think our our um, our people uh, tend to say, "Well, we don't need any more." But you know, um, in many places, I think it's something maybe we could do. Yeah, and it's a continuation, and the church will continue yeah. to improve on this. It's time for some more music, I think. Water of life, cleanse and refresh us, raise us to life in Christ Jesus. All you who thirst, come to the waters, and you will never be thirsty. found is that conversations about racial justice can be very difficult. They can create strong emotions or be very painful for people in the room. Whenever we have these synod-style conversations, it's important to be prepared to listen deeply to what each person has to say, give everybody in the room a chance to speak, and that makes sure that it is safe for everyone to share and be heard. We can read more about the history of racism and the struggle for racial justice or share with others the experiences, books or videos that have informed us. A great deal is happening at the moment with the Catholic Bishops Conference. There are some very good pages on racial justice if you go to their website, especially um, centred around Racial Justice Sunday where they've produced a lot of materials, videos of people talking about their experience of racial justice, um, a whole series of artworks that have been um, 
designed around images of Mary um, and the child Jesus from again from around the world, which the bishops are inviting parishes to download, print off, display, not just on Racial Justice Sunday, but throughout the year. And in the Diocese of Westminster, our education service have led the way. This has been a very important part of their work for the last two years, where they've had an advisory group for racial justice, equality and diversity, composed of head teachers of various different ethnic backgrounds from around the diocese, primary and secondary school, producing materials, looking at the curriculum, and most importantly, training staff, parents and governors in the changes that we want to see happen. So we invite you to look at that website as well and to look about what's happening in your own area and your own diocese and think perhaps what more needs to happen and how might you personally contribute. And we invite you this week to go back to the Gospel of the third Sunday of Lent. It is an amazing Gospel You'll remember at Mass on Sunday, it's very long. And um, I, I hope that it wasn't accompanied in, in your parish. And apologies if I preached for too long. Hope it wasn't accompanied by a ridiculously long homily as well. Because the, the scriptures, as, you know, as Pope Benedict said, they invite us to recognise and to, to be nourished by the, the spiritual truth which is there. And so... I invite you to go back to that gospel and to pray with it and to ask ourselves what it says to us. And what we've been talking about this morning is inviting us also to that encounter with the Jesus who is encountering this woman at the well who is an outcast. She comes to that, that well at... In, in this Samaritan city called Sikar, in the, the heat of the day, so that probably so that no one could see her. We know about her personal life. We know that she is probably reviled by those around her. Maybe she's a bit like some of those people who dare to say people couldn't shake hands with in the parish of Our Lady of Fatima in White City. And yet Jesus comes to her and he starts a conversation. And rather than push her away, rather than condemn, despite what she has done, in fact, despite her sin in this case, Jesus looks at her and he shows his compassion and he offers her living water. Living water then is that water of baptism here as well. And as we're preparing for Easter, hopefully in the parishes and the communities where you are, there will be people who will be baptized and received into full communion with the Catholic Church. As we journey through Lent, we're given these gospels as the early Christians were to prepare to receive that living water ourselves too and to pass on that faith in the Jesus who encounters each one of us as we are and especially to encounter us 
in the ways in which we feel that we're on the margins and the ways also in which we need reconciliation with him. And so it might be a question to ask ourselves as well of who are the people on the margins of our parish? And you might be sitting there this morning and wondering, we actually do very well in terms of racial justice, and that may well be the case, but we're being invited to go deeper and to ask ourselves, how do we really allow those who feel maybe under the surface as they did in White City, that they are on the margins? How do we enable them to meet this Jesus at the well? And there may be others too, whom we need to bring into the centre. It may be, as we spoke last week, those who are homeless, those who are poor, the complexity of all of that at the moment with the cost of living crisis. It may be for all sorts of reasons. It may be women in your community as well who feel that they are not given the voice and the place that they deserve in the church. What need more needs to happen? How might we contribute to that? And so let us end today by praying. And this is the prayer which we use in the the groups around the diocese, in the parishes and the, the schools and the, the chaplaincies and the communities. And it's taken from the churches together in Britain and Ireland, Christian Unity Week prayers for this year. You made us God in your own image and then became one of us proud of those you have made. Make us proud of being part of that worldwide family and eager to discover and celebrate your image in every person, every culture, every nation that we are privileged to encounter. Amen. Just like to thank the two of you for a wonderful presentation and um, we look forward to the next time that you will be on air. Am I right in saying that we will have you same time next week? That's correct. And next week we'll be reflecting on the care of creation. Wonderful. So and this... on the gospel of the, of the fourth Sunday of Lent, which we'll be listening to in our churches this, this Sunday of the man born blind. Right. But we'll in fact be reflecting on the on the psalm there uh, the lord is my shepherd wonderful so i uh, again a thank you from us here at radio maria um this is radio maria england today broadcasting from london not from cambridge and um we've just had our guests uh father dominic and colette joyce from farm street and this has been your word of life
Christian voice in your 